Friends, we want to continue to consider Jesus together this evening. And so if you have your Bibles, you can open them to Luke chapter 1 with me. Luke chapter 1 is the passage in which the angel appears to the young girl named Mary, and he foretells that she will have a son. And here is what the angel says about this son in verses 32 to 33. He says that this son will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and, his king, and of his kingdom there will be no end. The angel comes to Mary and says, The baby in your womb will be great. That he will be the son of the most high God and of his kingdom, there will be no end. This mighty king, this son of the most high God, church, this is the baby that we celebrate lying in the manger this Christmas evening. And he is who your soul needs more than anything else in this world. Our main idea this evening is that Jesus is both king and friend and therefore our greatest joy and comfort. Jesus is both king and friend and therefore our greatest joy and comfort. We have three points this evening. Number one, follow him as king. Number two, know him as friend. And number three, worship him as savior. Let's begin with the first point. Number one, follow him as king. Tomorrow is Christmas Eve, right? Which means that theoretically, the busyness of the Christmas season is almost over. The decorating should be done. All of the Christmas parties have happened. Hopefully most of the wrapping is complete. I have not even begun, but hopefully you are ahead of me. Theoretically, we should be able to rest soon, right? But I think some of you might even laugh at me as the, I say that because you know what the reality of the next week will be. The early mornings, the meals, the traveling, the family gatherings, the drama within the family gatherings. We know that this week will be special, but it will not be very restful. Friends, doesn't it seem... Like the rest and the peace and the joy that we always hope for almost never comes fully to us. Whether it is in the month of December or any other time of the year, we never seem to find the rest and the satisfaction and joy that we so crave. Our lives and the world that we live in, they, they are a chaotic thing. There's always more to do, right? There's always more to accomplish, and, and honestly, there's always more pain to feel. We feel the pain of this broken world. We feel the pain of broken relationships. We feel the sting of divorce, the pain of sickness, the, the pain of politics, the, the pain of struggling children, the sorrow of unwanted singleness, the pain of not being able to find a job, the, the sorrow of mental health issues. We feel all of this, and it makes us long for something different. We long for peace. 
We long for rest. And oftentimes we hope that, that a Christmas season like this will deliver what we want so badly. Or that that vacation that we are planning will give us the rest that we need. But it never does what we want it to do. If it does refresh us, refresh us it's only for a short time. Well, friends, biblically speaking, the lack of rest, this lack of peace, is a sign that we need a king. See, in God's word, when his people are experiencing pain or sorrow or longing for rest, what they need is a king to rule over them, to govern them, to guard them. That's what we see in the Old Testament when the Israelites are attacked on every side. They need a king to defend them. This is what we see in the New Testament when the people of God are under the oppressive rule of the Roman Empire. They need, they long for a new and gracious king. And what is also very clear in Scripture is that every earthly king cannot get the job done. Every single king that was raised up for God's people failed in some way. They did not provide the peace and rest that was needed. Folks, the same is true for us. The holidays or the vacation that we want or the alcohol that we drink or the relationship that we crave or the career that we idolize or the exercise or the reputation that we do. We, we look at so many things in this world and hope that they will provide the peace and rest and comfort that we need, but they will fail us every single time. And church, this is why Luke 1 is such good news. Because it says that this baby that we celebrate, this baby laying in the manger, is the son of the most high God. He is no ordinary earthly king. No, he is God himself. He is divine. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one who created you and who has a purpose and a holy calling on your life. He is the one who is able to govern your life in a way that brings true peace and the true joy and the true hope that you crave. I remember when I first saw the movies, The Lord of the Rings, and specifically The Return of the King, that moment at the very end of the movie when Aragorn, King Aragorn, is being crowned king and up on that citadel, everybody bows before him. I love that moment because they're not bowing before him in fear. There's no grimaces on their face. There's only joy. There's only happiness. Why? Because he's a good king and he will fight for his own. Church, this is Jesus. He is the son of the most high. He is the one of whom the angels say, holy, holy, holy. He is altogether different and his rule is able to give the peace and calm and rest and hope and joy that you long for this Christmas week. And so let me exhort you, let me encourage you along with myself, let us follow this king. Let's repent of, of following anything else this December and let's set our eyes on him. There is great peace for those who follow the Prince of Peace. But he is not only our prince, he is not only our king, he's not only our defender, he's also our friend. Point number two, know him as friend. 
The, the angel here does not just say that Jesus is the son of the most high. No, he also says that he is the descendant of David and that he will rule over the house of Jacob. What, what do those two phrases mean? They mean that not only is he a faithful and strong and able ruler and king, this baby Jesus that we celebrate is also like us. He is eager to relate to us. He wants to be our friend. You know, I imagine that in your life, very much like in my life, friendship and relationships can be a, a complicated thing. Maybe you have lots of friends and this is a joyful season for you. Maybe, though, maybe you know lots of people but only have a few close friends. Maybe you feel like you have lost friendship this year. Maybe you don't feel like anyone knows you or, or truly cares to be around you. This world can be a lonely place, particularly in our day when the art of friendship has been replaced by social media. We, we all long to be truly known. We, we long to have someone that we can feel comfortable around, to, to laugh with and to make memories with. Friends, Jesus is this friend. Through the incredible miracle of the incarnation, through his birth, through how he lived in this world, even as the worst accusation that was ever thrown to him in this world was that he was the friend of sinners, through his compassion and his care, we know that there is no greater friend than this Jesus. Dane Ortland says about Jesus that in Jesus Christ we are given a friend who will always enjoy rather than refuse our presence. Isn't that wonderful? Christian, you may feel as if you have no friends you may feel isolated and alone. You may feel as if no one understands you and that everyone else seems to have their special people to hang out with. You may have lots of friends, but none of them might scratch the, the itch deep in your soul. But if you know Jesus, there is no one that is a better friend. He is descended from David, and he rules over the house of Jacob because he is one of us. He is like us in our humanity, and he loves us. He is devoted to us. Listen to the old Puritan Richard Sibbs talking about the friendship of Christ. He says, as his friendship is sweet, so it is constant in all conditions. If other friends fail, as friends may fail, yet this friend will never fail us. If we be not ashamed of him, he will never be ashamed of us. How comfortable would our life be if we could draw out the comfort that this title of friend affords. It is a comfortable, a fruitful, and an eternal friendship. This is the baby that we celebrate tonight. As he comes in weakness and vulnerability, friend, he is inviting us to come with all of our weakness and vulnerability. As he was born in an ordinary and mundane place, so he invites us to bring all of our ordinary and mundane circumstances and desires to him. And as a faithful friend, he will not turn you away. Let me encourage you and exhort you again this evening. Do not only think of Jesus as Lord and King. Take time this Christmas week. Take time to think of him very specifically, particularly through the miracle of his birth. Take time to think of him very intentionally as your friend, as your close companion, even as your brother. He welcomes us to come to him. 
He spent nine months in a woman's womb. He was born through her birth canal. He cried his first cry in the shadows of a smelly stable. He will not turn away from the mess of your life as well. He was born in the darkness of night. He will not turn away from the darkness of your life. His friendship, Sib says, is a comfortable, fruitful, and eternal friendship. Come to him this evening with me. Because of his kingdom and of his friendship, there will be no end. That brings us to point number three. Worship him as Savior. I'd like to invite the band to come forward. Church, Luke chapter 1 is a happy chapter. When the angels come to Mary, when the angel comes to Mary, he says many things to her, but the point of it all is joy. The point of it all is joyful hope in God. The point of it all is worship. A few verses after these verses that we've been looking at, they were read a few moments earlier, Mary breaks into song. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord, for he who is mighty has done great things for us. Specifically later on in verse 54, it says that he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. His mercy Speaking of our salvation, church, our hearts should worship tonight as well with Mary. Why? Because he who is mighty has done great things for us. He has delivered us from our sins. He did not remain a baby. He didn't remain weak in that manger. He grew strong and he lived a perfect life and he walked towards that cross in order to deliver us from sin and death. And so listen, whether you are in a season of joy and prosperity or whether you are in a season of grief and sorrow, whether you have everything that you need or nothing that you want, we can sing with Mary this evening because Jesus is our great king and he is our eternal friend. He is mighty and he is gentle and lowly at the same time. He is high and lifted up and he is willing to lay helpless in a manger. He is holy and unstained by sin and yet he draws near to sinners. He is the omnipotent one who speaks galaxies into existence and yet he cries to be fed by his mother. He upholds the universe by the word of his power and yet he walked humbly to the cross. He is fully satisfied in who he is within himself and yet he lovingly created us and sacrificially died for us. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Jesus is both king and friend, and so we can have comfort and joy in him tonight.